It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. That's right, it is Go Birds Radio presented by Park Casino and Sportsbook Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer. With you till 3E. What up, buddy? What up, man? How you doing? Doing good. I mean, look, the game tomorrow, I'm excited for it. Another exciting trip to MetLife. Third third time this year. Anytime you can go to the worst stadium in the NFL multiple (laughs) times, you got to do it. But uh, look, it's a game they have to win. It's almost, there's almost no juice to it just because it's such a game they have to win and such a game everyone will assume they are, are going to win, but... I also was pretty confident they'd beat the Giants, and we saw how that worked out. Yes, yes. Yeah, they better win. I mean, if they lose to the Jets, it's a whole different discussion we're well, having. Th- think about in the Novacare right now, knowing that if you lose this game tomorrow, you then have the bye week, how different your two weeks will be. Oh, if they come God. out tomorrow and they beat them, beat the Jets like they did the Lions, right? Then you go, okay, the Giants game was one game. They've been playing really good football, five out of the last whatever weeks now you have the bye week and all that like it's just such a different mode than if they go out and lose tomorrow then the the you know the wins over the saints and the good game against the Chargers and all that that starts to look like more of the uh the outlier as opposed to the arrow actually pointing up so yeah I mean it's a it's almost a no-win situation for the Eagles tomorrow because if they win they're expected to and if they lose it is going to be an ugly two weeks and there is a lot of uh interesting potential aspects to this game we'll yes. get into that the Gardner the Gardner Minshew of it all. Yes, there is a lot. There's also uh, this week, uh, we heard from a, an old friend this week. Someone, I don't know, I've missed quite a bit, and I'm sure a lot of people in Philadelphia missed. Dougie P. Doug Peterson. In the news again. Yes. It was good to hear from him. Uh, did an interview with John Clark, and, uh, you know, it was almost kind of like analyst Doug, because I feel like he's been out of it long enough, whereas when he first talked, he was still in, like, the doesn't want to rock the boat. Former coach, obviously, kind of used we, I think, once or twice. This time, he was just talking. He was giving takes. He was, uh, 
You know, he was he was being uh, open up, opened up, Doug Peterson. And it was great to see, and and it really got me missing, Doug. And it made, see, this is where we're going to start this. See, it made me think, and we're going to get into the Minshew and the game and all that, but I, I really just, listening to Doug and him joking around with John Clark and the Jalen Rager question, he's like, oh, you, you talking to me? And then yeah, I know. Just when he's like, they have to find what Jalen Rager's good at, like, it's like, yeah, I think that's a... Basically telling the world, don't listen to Howie, that was not me who made that pick, that is a bunch of BS, is what yeah. Doug's saying. And honestly, I, I and I, look, I, I don't hate Nick Sirianni. I think he's done an okay job this season. I think, you know, there's a lot we can get into with it. But I wish Doug Peterson were still here. It's just that it, Ryan Paganetti was talking. Of course, the former uh, analytics guy, yeah, for the front Eagles. office guy. He thinks the Eagles would be ten and two if Doug were mm. head coach. Now I'm not going to go that far, but I like I I wish Doug were back. I really do. I, I and again, it's nothing against Sirianni. I think he's fine. I don't think he's the long term answer. We'll still find out. But I think they got rid of Doug too quick. So you say it's not against Sirianni, and I don't want to paint you in a corner. But, like, what you're saying is against Sirianni. You are saying, so let me just get this straight. If you could do it again, you would keep Doug as the head coach. I would keep Doug Peterson. So you would rather have Doug as the head coach than Nick Sirianni? Yes. Okay, so here's why I think you're wrong. And Doug was a great head coach for the Eagles for most of the time he was here. Obviously. He had one bad year. Won the Super Bowl. Well, I see, that's where I'm going to push back on you. So they did, make the, they did make the playoffs under Doug consistently, which is an accomplishment. I'm not overlooking that. But ultimately, what Doug's job was, was essentially he was supposed to take care of the quarterback and the offense, right? And he had other responsibilities as a head coach. Clearly, we talked a lot when he was here about how he won a lot of big games because he had his guys ready to play. And he deserves credit for that. But the offense was a mess under Doug the last few years. This year, the Eagles offense is averaging over 25 points. It's like 25.3 or something like that. That's more points than Doug's team's average in four out of the five years he was head he coach. He had the worst quarterback in the NFL last year. But the worst. Yes, in and that was part sport. of it. But it was, but in, it was you're the one who was saying last year it was all of it. I okay, mean, but let's so 20, 2019, 2018, 2016, yeah. like the roster and the quarterback he still that, got it together. He won a playoff game in 2018. He got to the playoffs in 2019 with a you yep. know subpar roster. I still think that Howie Roseman has done. You know, a bigger uh, job of of making this team bad than Doug Peterson ever did. Doug Peterson made the, won the Super Bowl, made the playoffs, and won a playoff game, made the playoffs, and lost the playoff game when his starting quarterback got hurt seven plays into the yep. game, and then had one bad year where his quarterback was the worst in the sport by a mile, and he's gone. See you, pal. Done. No chance to turn this around. No chance to see the. Guy who won the freaking Super Bowl, that dude, that coach who won the Super Bowl, who made all those balls he calls, all did that stuff, like, up, like, yeah, eh, we're good with that. Let's try this new yeah, guy and look, who would take seven weeks to, like, oh, maybe we should run the ball. <laughs> and now we're the yes, best known, team known, Yes, uh, known Doug Peterson, known, you know, the guy who loves running the ball, right? I mean, look. Doug won he, a lot of games, he did. He did win a lot, of, a lot of games. And, again, Doug was a great coach, but we have to be honest with ourselves. The arrow was pointing down on Doug. I think Doug and his staff got a little complacent. And Carson last year played poorly, and that was absolutely a huge part of it. He deserved a chance without Carson. Doug deserved a chance without Carson. That's an interesting question. And, but, but, but what I would say is what's the job Sirianni has done has been good. Like, Sirianni's done a good job this year. Yeah, I know. Hold on. Let me finish. Okay job. I know he should have ran the ball early in the year. He should have. Like, they all – mistakes were made. He, it was a bad mistake. But ultimately, Sirianni has this offense clicking at a level that it has not really clicked at in a long time from this team. 2017, they were a special offense. We know that. And Carson played poorly last year. But 2019 and 2018, 
Carson wasn't as bad as he was in 2020. He still wasn't great, but I think you could argue that Jalen Hurts this year and Carson in 2018 and 2019 are comparable. Now, Jalen runs, which is clearly a, a big part of it that Carson was not able to do. But in terms of quarterback play, I think he got similar levels of quarterback play. Doug's teams average fewer points than Sirianni's have, right? Sirianni, to me, looks like, first of all, I like that he's a young, motivated coach. I think Doug and his staff got complacent. And again, his job is to the quarterback and the offense. And the quarterback this year is playing better than he did last year. And that part of that well, is, uh, well, I hold mean, on, come on. Part of that's Jalen, clearly. But the other part of it is coaching, too, right? I mean, is it? I, I mean, come on. Carson Wentz was horrible last year. You, you didn't put that on Doug last year. You, you, no, but it, was on, but, but it was on the, co- the quarterback coach, in my opinion. And I think that the, the staff this year has Jalen Hurts They've playing had, better. For three games or whatever, four Jalen Hurts turned it over a lot last year four when he was the co- Yes, whatever. but I'm saying Jalen is better this year than he was it last year. It took him seven weeks to run the ball. Right, seven and weeks. it was a mistake. And, and you can't say the offense has been great. They've had a few good – they've had a month. They're it's 12th been a mo- in the league in it's points. It's been a month. Of good football from the offense. Well, a that's month. half the and year. That's half the season. You're it's saying it's a month. Is it? That's a third of the season. Well, but we're the season's not 13, over. The season's pal. not we're over. Thirteen. So okay. that is a third of the season. But I'm saying they the have offense... a, had a good offense for a third of the season, and we're also coming off a game where they scored seven points against a horrible New York yeah, Giants they had, team. And that was Jalen Hurts, right? To me, that was on Hurts. Like Sirianni, they run the ball from the start. Jalen Hurts took about an entire three... quarter to think. Oh, the thing that we do better than anyone else in the NFL that we've been dominant at. Yes. Dominant at for a, for three straight weeks. Huh, you know what? Now let's try and throw the ball. The Giants won't see, see it but coming. to me, this sounds so like dumb. That sounds like the exact thing last year was why won't Doug roll Carson out, right? That was the thing all last year. Why is Doug not rolling Carson yeah, it's out? Different. It's so simple. It's very different. I don't know Run if the it's football. that different. Run the football. But as soon he as has ran it, the it football. Works. Look, ultimately, and we, we don't want to get into, I'm not, I will debate you if you want, but the discussion is not who's to blame for the loss. But regardless, well, yes, Sirianni saying, should have I, ran it a little more. It's about Nick Sirianni as a head coach, and he yes. plays a role. I don't think he's the biggest reason they lost the game to the Giants. Right. But him not running the ball for that first quarter certainly played it a role. It did, absolutely. He got to the run a little later than he should have. But the reason they lost last week was Hurts because of the turnovers. But regardless, the quarterback position and the offense are way better this year than they were last year, right? They're, at, they're 12th in the league in points this year. That's impressive when you consider the fact they have essentially a rookie quarterback who at this point is still developing as a passer, right? The receivers outside of Devontae Smith are awful. Like, they have a lot. The, the offensive line is better this year, which is a part of it. And that was tough for it's Doug. way that, better right, this year, yeah. And, and that was tough for Doug last year, right? Because of obviously it's tougher to run an offense when your offensive line is banged up. But regardless, Doug and the coaching staff, to me, were losing it, right? Like, they, they, were, they were going down. I think Sirianni and the staff have been impressive this year. Outside of they've uh, made yeah, mistakes. Impressive is such a strong word. How's how look? What how is it not impressive? impressive? You, they, how many games? You, five and seven. And you thought they'd win six games I, all I, year? They should be. They should have a better record. You can point to the first six, seven weeks of the season and say they could have won games if Nick Sirianni had done what he should have done from the beginning. I think they have a chance to win those games, but I think sometimes we oversimplify it by saying if they just run the ball. They were not ready to win those games earlier in the year. They were a young team with a young, a young staff and a young core quarterback learning how to win, right? So ultimately, yes, I think they have a better chance of winning those games if they run the ball. But I don't think you can say if they run the ball all year, they have a much better record. I think they might win one one game more or something They're like that. They're a playoff that. team. They could still be a playoff team. Maybe. And that's what I'm ultimately saying is that Nick Sirianni and the coaching staff, but we're talking about Nick, so I'll just say Nick. Nick Sirianni has his team a better offense than people thought and a better team than people thought. And I think he's been impressive. Whereas Doug, I think the last few years, like they underachieved. Right in 2020, no one expected him to be that bad. And yes, Carson plays a huge role of that. 
2019, 2018. Like, the, the team underachieved the last three years with Doug. They're overachieving with Sirianni. So, again, Doug was a great coach while he was here. This is not anti-Doug. But Sirianni, it, it was the right decision to move on from Doug. They are better off with Sirianni than they would have been with Doug. 215-592-9494. I, I just, Doug's a better coach than Nick Sirianni. And I think that's, that's but what, pretty what, what's showing you that? I mean, Doug won the Super Bowl, man. Yes, but, but, but Nick, first of all, they're not going to win the Super Bowl this year, obviously. But Nick couldn't have won the Super Bowl yet. No, right? of like course he, not. But, but again, I, like you say Nick Sirianni has been impressive. I think Nick Sirianni has been okay. I think he's done some things that I like, but more things that I don't like. And I still think he's inexperienced, and I still think that he doesn't have a great handle on what he's doing. And there are a lot of issues with what he does. And just because he finally figured out what the entire city the entire city was saying for him to do. Every single person calling in this radio station. Yes, he should have ran it They chanting it in the stadium. Yes. So, like, how does he get credit for being impressive when he made that massive a mistake to start the year? And because that's gonna... one part of it. They're still 12th in the league in points. They're still going to end up winning more games than people the Garbage thought. points, all that stuff. No, like, it's not garbage points. But it's points, a part of it. Like, it's a part of it. Well, every team, ev- against the Chiefs, every team in the NFL that... has garbage time moments. You can't just pick and say the, the Eagles get a lot of garbage the, points. The Eagles have had, like, four Four really good offensive games this season. They've played 12 games. They've had a Oh, we could go through it. I mean, they were really good against Atlanta. I think they were good against Kansas City. Would you agree with that? I, again, that's like a garbage time thing. Sure. They were. They well, were, no, they were in that game most of it. Kind of. Like, right? They've had a lot of touchdowns called back because of penalties, which are not ultimately like Sirianni gets blamed for that, but not on him ultimately. So I don't think it's fair to say they've only had four good offensive games. They're 12th in the league in points. They're, his job is to have the quarterback playing better and the offense playing better, and he's doing a better job of this year of that this year than Doug did. 215-592-9494. We'll get into the Minshew of it all, the game tomorrow, and if you want to call in, 215-592-9494. And where do you stand on this? Sirianni, do you think he's been impressive this season? And if you could, if you could turn back the hands of time. There it is. Would you take Doug back? Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Let's start out where we do every single Saturday this time. Let's go to Abington and talk to our buddy Tom. Yo, Tom. Yo, fellas. How we doing today? What up, man? How you doing? Hey, uh, good, good. So, Elliot, I know by your own admission you're a man of bad takes. <laughs> but go ahead. you cannot have a take on a movie if you've never seen Thank the movie. Oh, I absolutely Tom. can. Okay, for those who don't know, and this is from the podcast, and obviously check out the pod, iTunes, Spotify, all those places you can find it. Elliot Shore Parks and I got into a heated argument on the podcast this week about Die Hard. Right. The key mm-hmm. part of this argument is Elliot has never well, seen on. the movie. You're not you're not accurately de- depicting the debate. The debate was <laughs> is Die Hard a Christmas right. movie? I didn't say it was. I didn't say if I thought it was a good debates. movie, a bad movie, no, any but of that. You're stuff. Making a, you, but you, you can't yeah, you can't judge unless you know. Let me ask you something. Movie, Tom. When it is All a right, Christmas let, movie. Let me ask you something. If you see a preview for a movie, can you accurately accurately say what type of movie that's going to be? Is it no, a rom? Yes, you not, absolutely can. No, you you not absolutely until you can. see the movie because it can be misleading. But Die Hard is absolutely a what Christmas movie. What makes it a Christmas movie? movie? The guy who wrote it said it's a Christmas movie. That's fine. He's allowed to have his opinion. I don't. It's, yeah. it's there much are the most multiple Christmas references. Yes. He travels out there. For the holidays yes. to visit his right. ex-wife. Yes. It's not a Christmas movie. A Christmas movie is Watch like a it. cheerful You're movie. You're not allowed it's... to say what it is until I you absolutely see the freaking am. It is movie. not a Christmas movie to me because there's 
too much violence. Obviously, that's oh, very clear, oh. right? Like, and I'm not saying it's not a good movie. This I'm not saying any of that stuff. Watch I'm saying the it's movie not a Christmas and then movie. come back yeah, to us, Elliot. Watch right, the maybe movie. I will. Right now, your opinion is if I'm in the mood for invalid. If I'm in the mood for an action movie <laughs> instead of a Christmas movie, maybe I will watch. It's right. also <laughs> one of the top three action movies it ever. It very produced. well could be. I'm not pushing back on that, but it's not okay. a Christmas movie. So just uh, on that subject, to put a bow on it, just a couple suggestions for you guys on Netflix. I would suggest you guys check out Red Notice. It's got uh, The Rock. Rock. It's got Ryan Reynolds. And you can't go wrong with Gal Gadot. Obviously. Yeah, fantastic. And then Kevin Hart's True Story, this miniseries, it's a drama. Mm. I'm not a Kevin Hart fan, but I loved it. I thought it was great. All right, good looking out. Check him out. Okay, so, guys, I told you this is the craziest NFL season that I can remember, yeah. and my ankles are killing me jumping off and on the, the <laughs> Eagles bandwagon here. You don't so, got to tell me, man. Well, I got, I got to say, I, you know, I hear people call up and criticize Hurts, and I think it's warranted, and it, it all goes back to the passing game. But what drives me bananas is to hear people say, you got to give him a chance. We are giving him a chance. Yeah, I right? agree. Well, yeah, this, I, is, this season is his chance. I think one doubt. thing that doesn't get noted enough is Jalen Hurts is getting a great chance that a lot of second mm-hmm. round quarterback picks do not get. Yeah, like he's getting a chance in their career, especially yeah. this early in his career. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 he's he's just not the guy. I just don't see it um, due yeah, to know. his passing inadequacies. Yeah, I've never been more unsure about mm. if he is or isn't because I I generally I'm with you, Tom. Like I. I love 95% about him, mm-hmm. but I, I question the arm and I question the accuracy and I question the, the you know, ability to, to, you know, kind of pick a defense apart with his arm. We the three know. most important things yeah. for an NFL well, quarterback. I actually, I'm a big above-the-shoulders guy when it comes to quarterbacks. I think the above-the-shoulders stuff is as important as mm. the arm talent. But I, I agree with you. I think you have to have a requisite level of this. It's a, to it's be able a to... little bit like the Ben Simmons does everything well except shoot. So it's a little, obviously, two two very different, you know, people. And and you know what, guys? It all comes back to Howie. Uh, Howie's a he's he's a con artist that has lasted through four NFL coaches. This team is rudderless. I mean, totally without direction. And in week thirteen. It still has no identity. I still don't know what the identity of this team is. I, I'll never get over choosing Rager over Just, uh, Justin Maybe Jefferson. I'll never get over it. And to take it a step further, I would rather have drinks with Bill Cosby than see how we conduct another draft wow. for the Eagles. Wow. All right, that, Tom, great call. Might have gone a touch <laughs> a too little far. Little far. Yeah. But, uh, so, yeah, go ahead. Just real quick, just prediction for tomorrow. I think the Eagles will continue to feast on bad quarterback play. Um, I think the Jets will score some garbage time points. Uh, I got the Eagles winning 42-17, to 17, but I don't think they'll make the playoffs. Wow. Have a great weekend, fellas. You too, Tommy. Always a pleasure. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, a tough spot because you, you look at it and you go, they just lost to the Giants, but their last really bad loss come, was coming uh, off the Raiders. They went and they blew out the line. Right, they uh, they they blew them out that week. So I, I do think there's a good chance they come out and just really handle the Jets. But after that performance against the Giants, I mean, I was confident about the Giants game. Of course, for this one, I don't know how you can feel as confident after watching just what happened. All right, coming up next, the Jets game, Eagles Jets. Elliot Shore Parks on with Marks and Reese yesterday, talking about whether he thinks Jalen Hurts is going to play and what that could mean. We will find out. Does Elliot Shore Parks expect Jalen Hurts to play tomorrow? And if not. 
what that means for Gardner Minshew and this city of Philadelphia. Quarterback controversy in Philly? Uh, I don't know, man. That never, no, we never do that no. here. It's not our thing. Uh, so that's coming up next. And, of course, Sirianni, where do you stand on him? Would you take Doug back if you could? 215-592-9494. It's Elliot James. It's Go Birds Radio. And one of the things that I love most, we love most, about our Park Sportsbook app is that it's not just about the teams and only picking teams when you place your bets. They offer all kinds of action and so many different ways to bet on individual player performances. It makes watching the game that much more exciting. In football, you can bet on passing and rushing yards, bet on who scores touchdowns and hoops. You can bet on points, rebounds, assists. In hockey, bet on goal scorers. Plus, with the live in-game betting and the wildly popular same-game parlays, the Park Sportsbook app is custom-made for you, and that's why it's the only one we here at Go Birds recommend. You can bet on every single game on the slate tomorrow. Of course, Philadelphia in New York, a six-and-a-half-point favorite. I actually feel pretty good about that. As much as you could coming off of last week. Again, you can bet on the games themselves, parlays, props, teasers. The app is easy to use. It's safe and secure. And more than anything, it just makes these games so much more fun when you got some action on it. And here's the deal. Sign up now. You make your first bet risk-free on your favorite player or a player you're watching or bet any game. If you download the app now, you get your first bet risk-free up to 5 Hundred dollars. Just go to parkscasino.com slash PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S to get your first bet risk-free. Your risk-free bet is refunded in site credit. The Park Sportsbook app. The website has the terms and conditions. It is GoBirds Radio presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer with you till three. Happy birthday, Zoe Seltzer. I was just about to say. How about when it? It's about time. I got a three-year-old now. It's wild. It is very, very wild. Elliot, by the way, saving the day today. It's what I do. You, seriously, though. We were yeah. supposed to go to the zoo for this light show thing or whatever for her birthday. So he's super excited about it. Turns out, like, the earliest tickets we get were, like, 8 o'clock at night. It wasn't going to work Absurdly out. late. Way too late for a three-year-old. Yeah. I mean, know? three's pretty old. But... Yeah, it's not that old, yeah. you know? <laughs> so she usually goes to bed at, like, 6.45, 7. So, you know, it'd be, right. it'd be a late night. Elliot coming through with a little Christmas village idea. She's psyched. She looked at the thing on the website. I on the walk in, Elliot and I walked in together. For those who don't know, we're neighbors now. Yes, the best thing in the world. Yes, uh, walking in together. I uh, literally on the phone with my daughter as she's bawling her eyes out. Like I know, I can I hear put it. The as phone I'm up to Elliot's ear. I'm like, this is what I'm dealing with. And Elliot saves the day. I talked to her a little bit ago. She's jacked up for it. So Here's the question: Do you think? They'll be playing Die Hard at the Christmas Ranch. Because <laughs> if so, I don't know if Zoe should go. I know it's a Christmas movie, supposedly, but if it's not if it's not appropriate for children, probably not a Christmas 215-592-9494. Coming up in a minute, we will get into the Minshew of it all. First, let's go back to the phones, go to South Jersey, and talk to Dan. Yo, Danny. Danny? I'm here. Can you yeah, hear me? Yeah, we, hey, we can hear up, you. We Sorry, can I was getting this off speaker. No worries, bud. How you doing? Good, good. I haven't talked to you guys since, uh, geez, around the last Super Bowl, so it's cool to be oh, back wow. home. Oh, wow. Well, welcome yeah. back, my friend. Maybe welcome this back. is a sign of things to come this year. Oh, Who knows? Oh, I like that. Look at that. Oh, God, I wouldn't count on me to bring good luck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think the best luck in the world could make that no. happen this year. No. No. Hey, before I get into the Eagles, I got to say Die Hard is absolutely a Christmas movie. Thank you, Dan. The reason for, the reason for that, Elliot. Uh-huh. One, Christmas movies don't have to be for children. Come on. Uh, I mean, not for children, but I don't think they should have violence and guns in them. Well. It's not a Christmas movie, then. That's your interpretation of it. The reason it's a Christmas movie is because the entire, the movie wouldn't take place if it weren't Christmas. The entire plot is based on 
John McClane going to visit his, his wife party. at a Christmas exactly. party on Christmas. Exactly. Therefore, exactly. that's why the sequels aren't Christmas movies, yeah, but Dan, the original one is. Yeah, you're my hero. Will you call us more often, please? Thank I mean, that's you. a better point than James <laughs> has made, and we've had this debate for years. But I, I just, again, like, to me, yes, I understand it takes place around Christmas. That does not make it Dan, a Christmas movie. Dan, wouldn't you say on a basic level, forgetting any other aspect of the argument, that unless Elliot actually has seen the movie, he has no right commenting on this? Yeah, 100% Elliot. Come, you're, <laughs> what, was that, movie? what was that expression? It's like, uh, you know ignorant, when you see it. No, no, no. It's like the vice president's you, wife said it or but something. But you haven't seen it. You can't know it if you see it when you see it if you're you haven't about seen porn. it. Yes, I don't know if I was allowed to say that on the air. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, and, uh, and fun fact about that movie. It was originally supposed to be a Frank Sinatra movie. So. Get out of here, really? Yeah, it was a sequel. It was based on a book that was a sequel to a book that a Sinatra movie was based on in the 80s called The Detective. Nice. But, uh, he decided he was too old, so that yeah, worked out for the best, I would say. Yeah, I agree. And, I agree. All right, let's talk some Eagles, Danny. Good stuff. <laughs> anyway, I love movies. So. Me too, um, I, uh, I, I want to start by saying that I'm kind of a – I've been a Jalen Hurts skeptic. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I'm not anti or pro. I'm just skeptical. And uh, for the record, I don't think that Gardner Minshew is the guy either. But yeah. I, uh, I went on the internet yesterday, and, of course, this is imperfect analysis because I'm just grabbing stats of the internet and, you know, whatever. But I saw that – uh, Minshew's only played four more games and Hurts started four more games in the NFL that Hurts has. Mm-hmm. He's got uh, like a five-point better completion percentage. He's got over 2,000 more yards, 18 more touchdowns, and one fewer interception. And I'm not saying that to say that Minshew is a better quarterback than Hurts because obviously you know, Hurts has the running ability that Minshew doesn't. He's definitely a better thrower, I think is what yeah. you're saying. And I, I would agree with that. I think right now that Jay, Gardner Minshew is absolutely a better thrower than Jalen yeah, and but and my point in saying that is again not to say that one one guy's a franchise guy and one, one guy isn't, but I think having Minshew on the team, I think it's crazy not to give him at least an opportunity to play a game to see what you have, because you know if he's had production in the NFL, of course the Jaguars are terrible, but you know production in the NFL, to, just to ignore that and kind of fixate on Hurts as the only possibility, I think is doing a disservice to the team. Dan, outstanding call. Call us again. You literally led into what we're about to talk about. So thank you. Call us again soon. That was a great call, Danny. All right, to Dan's point. Yeah. Because we were talking about this before. And, like, first of all, if you – again, it's, it could go either way. You're not 100% sure about this. But if you had to bet, you think Minshew is playing I think tomorrow. I think Minshew plays tomorrow. And I do believe it's truly 50-50. But from all my years covering the team, reading the tea leaves, they are talking about Jalen Hurts like a player that will not be playing. I know Hurts said he will. But he's been splitting reps with Minshew, essentially, is what Sirianni said. Uh, Sirianni's called him, you know, basically limited all week. He's been listed as limited. He's listed as questionable. Like, I understand that he could play, but there is a very real chance he doesn't play. And if I had to bet, I think it's going to be Minshew. Wow. Okay. So that I, I really thought it was going to be Hurts when Hurts said, you know, I'm playing and all that. But, look, we just saw this literally. It was like three weeks ago with Dak. With Dak, yep. Dak was like, I'm playing and Cooper Rush played. Like, that happens. The, I, I do believe the Eagles should be in charge of this decision, like whether or not, or, you know, protect players from themselves. Yep. I thought Carson came back too early. I thought the Eagles should have stopped that when, when that happened. I think that had long-term results. For sure. Well. Yep. I don't think, obviously, it's a different situation, but I do think that I would be fine with the Eagles making this decision. Let's assume Minshew plays. What are your feelings about Gardner Minshew playing tomorrow if that does happen? I'm interested to see it. Yeah. I have to be honest. Like, I, if Jalen Hurts was healthy, this wouldn't be a discussion. He does not deserve to be benched. He's coming off a bad game for sure, but he does not deserve to be benched. But if Gardner's playing, I'm really interested to see how it looks because 
you can't really remove the coaching staff. You can't remove the receivers. Like, you can remove the quarterback. And in this case, if he's removed because of health reasons, I'm interested to see how the passing game looks because the passing game has not been good. And I think Jalen Hurts catches a lot of blame for that. But let's find out. Like, maybe the receivers aren't getting open. Maybe Sirianni that we started this, you know, show debating isn't calling good plays. Maybe the route concepts are bad, right? And Gardner is not good enough where, you know, he, he'll, he'll solve all the problems. But it's a different quarterback. And so I'm just interested to see how the passing game is going to look. And I thought the last caller made a really interesting point. I would take Jalen Hurts over Nick's, uh, over uh, Gardner Minshew. Like, if I had to pick the two to start my team with, I would take Jalen Hurts. But I don't see why Jalen Hurts could potentially develop into something, but Gardner doesn't get that same kind of uh, – that, that same kind of you know chance, right? Gardner's only played a handful of more games. He's played in a really bad situation. He's put up good numbers. He's shown potential. So do I think Gardner is the next franchise quarterback? No, I don't think that's going to happen. But I just, I'm just interested to see him because he is young. He does have some potential, and it's going to be interesting to see if he does play. Yeah, look, I, I definitely I think it's interesting. I think that's a, a word that you could definitely use about it, like see how it looks different, yeah. see Gardner Minshew come out in Eagles uniform and, and try and sling the ball around. But but personally, like, if Jalen could play, I want Jalen to play. Me too, to and, be clear. And even if it's, like, close, like, I want to see Jalen go out there hampered and, like, physically able to play. But, right. But maybe he does, can't rely on the running as much. I want to see what he does if he goes out and has to use his arm a little bit more and, and try and, you know, see how that plays out and all that. Because, like, basically, and I get your point, and it is a fair thing to say. I, I would not bet on Gardner Minshew being the long-term answer here either. But I do understand, like, why not see what you have? He has had some success in the NFL and all that. But for me with Jalen with this year, it's just this is the year for Jalen to either prove it or not that he deserves next year at the at the least, you know? And I, I just want to see him take every snap. I want to see him take these types of snaps where he's not 100% as a runner and see how he adjusts, see how he adapts, and see what, what he can do going in with a game plan that is more focused that way and all that. So I get your point, though. And, I, I look, I can't say that I wouldn't be – you know, my interest would be mildly peaked for sure to right. see him. So. Well, the other part of it, too, is if Jalen's out, then we can also see, like, what problems is he masking? Because, you know, a lot of what I just said and a lot That's of the talk in general is too. how will the passing game look, right? But I also think, does the offensive line look as good? Are they able to run the ball as effectively? Like, Jalen also masks some potential problems for this team as well, despite the fact in the passing game, you know, I'd certainly, I don't know if he's a main problem, but he doesn't have it moving. At yeah, all. well, it'd be yeah. interesting to see if the running game works without exactly. and all that. No, there's a lot of interesting aspects to it. 215-592-9494, we'll throw that in the hopper. Where do you stand on that? Are you interested? Are you intrigued to see Jalen Hurts tomorrow? Or do you just want it to be Hurts, keep rolling with Hurts, and, and, and let him kind of figure it out out there? 215-592-9494, let's go back to the phones. Go to our buddy Kenny in the Northeast. Yo, Ken. Hello? Kenny. Hey, what's up, Kenny? Listen, I just want to make a point to you real fast because with Christmas movies, they used to release all these movies at Christmas because they meant Christmas movies as far as how much money they could make during the Christmas holiday. Yeah, that seems you to know be what I mean? anti-diehard, right? I mean, I mean, it wasn't they, they weren't Christmas movies, but they knew that all the kids were out from school so that they could uh, a PG movie. The kids from thirteen to twenty, they would all go during the yeah. during the holidays. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. a lot of different stuff was released all during the holidays, you know? Yeah. Okay. But listen, just, just real fast, I wasn't surprised at all last week about the Giants. I was – I because I, the Giants can do anything against the Eagles. They, they've they shown that before. 
you know? Yeah, but what's and, interesting, the Eagles had won, like, I think 20 of the last 25 games or some, some absurd stat like that. Like, they, the Giants, you're right, the games are close, but the Giants very rarely actually beat the Eagles. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, with what the move that he made last year against Smith, I think they, they got it rather personal when he said, Look, listen, this is going to be the spoiler that knocks him out of the playoffs, mm-hmm. you know, or helps him, you know, even though we're – let's have one thing uh, positive this year that we knocked the Eagles out of the playoffs, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, look, the Giants didn't even play that good, honestly. It was the, yeah, Eagles, the Eagles with the four turnovers. The Giants won, yeah. You know, but let, let me just ask you something, okay? We're into this quarterback thing again, and I would hate to see three number one picks go out the door for yeah. a quarterback. Yeah, you know I what I mean? Yeah, Kenny, that's, we're on the same page with that one. You know, that's too good. of. But people are talking all over the Internet. It's saying that people are looking at Watson. People well, that, are talking I'm, rough. I'm sure, they, and can get call? I'm sure they are, and I'm sure they're going to. Like, you know, and look, the report came out a couple of days ago. Was it yesterday? Jeff McClain saying that, that Jeffrey Lurie's more sold on, on Jalen Hurts than yeah. how he is. That'll be interesting to see how that dynamic plays out. But, look, the Eagles are going to be in on all these guys. It's a question of if it happens or not. And it, what Hurts does over the, the last month of the season to maybe push it further down the road. But... I think it's pretty clear that no matter – I don't think there's anything Hurts can do in the last four games for the Eagles to say this is our franchise guy. Maybe they say, all right, we're going with you in 2022. Right. But I don't think there, I don't think there's any way that Hurts is convincing them he's the franchise guy by the end of the season. I actually think the more interesting question to me isn't would they trade for Deshaun Watson because, they, you know, obviously all they his would. issues decide. They would, like, it seems. They yeah. would. Like, yeah. Russell Wilson is a better quarterback right now than Jalen Hurts is. But I think the more interesting question is, how far down would they go to replace Hurts? Like, are they going to actively look to replace him and find the best option they can? Is it like Derek Carr? Right, or Kirk Cousins, Matt Ryan, Baker Mayfield. Like, are those quarterbacks? I I do, too. I wouldn't take any of them over uh, over Hurts. But that's the interesting question to me is, are they going to be looking to replace him, or are they just willing to upgrade the position? 215-592-9494, throwing the quarterback thing into the Minshew of it all, Hurts, what he has to do the rest of the season to kind of cement himself as the guy for next year. That's an interesting thought. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four and Sirianni, you know, how sold are you on Nick? Would you go back? Would you take Doug back if you could? Would you do it all again? Would you, you would you turn back time? There it is. Sally and it's James. We're coming right back. It's Go Birds Radio. Presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Elliot Short Parks, James Seltzer. Eagles Jets tomorrow, right here on WIP, one o'clock. Merrill Mike Howard on the call. Yeah, maybe Gardner Minshew under center. It'll be interesting. So obviously, I'll get to the stadium early tomorrow, and we'll see. I mean, does Hertz go out there and try to warm up? What do they put him through? And I think an interesting dynamic to this too is if you're Jalen and you warm up and you're and you feel like you're ready to play, like, and the team says you're not, what happens? Right? I mean, I guess the That's team a has fascinating question. Team has the final say, but and I look. The Eagles medical staff is gets talked about a lot in this city. I think that and blaming it's been them bad, better this year than Yeah, than and the I think blaming year. them for the injuries was was never fair. And I believe that the medical staff tomorrow will give the medical opinion. Like they're not going to the medical staff's not going to be looking at Jalen and going, "Well, he's not been great in the passing game." Like they're going to say if he can play or not, mm-hmm. right? But if you're Jalen and you think you can play and the team tells you you can't play, I just wonder what you think about that. Like do you trust them? Are you, well, you know, I think after, if you're Jalen, if you think you can play and you want to play, you're going to be upset, is my guess. Yes, and I so. think that's an interesting dynamic to this uh, decision is tomorrow. interesting because if he wants to play and they don't let him play, that's that's another interesting With all the rumors too. that they're not committed to exactly. him, the trade rumors so, and all that. It's an yep. interesting spot. 215-592-9494. Let's see what the people think about it. On our podcast, when we do our pod, 
Because, you know, you can curse on a podcast. You can. Radio, you can't. Correct. So we'll do the earmuffs. We'll be like, earmuffs, one, two, three, and then bang. And James curse. curses. Yes, it's usually me cursing. It's almost yes. always you. Yeah. Yes, it is. So I'm going to do a similar version of that now because I know there are people out there who get oh, okay. upset. So if you are not a fan of Mad Mike, earmuffs for a minute or two because we're going to Mad Mike and KOP because I'm a fan of Mad Mike. What up, Mike? Hey, you just got to do what you got to do. People don't like you, people don't like you. You're right. Amen, That's Mike. the right attitude, Mike. Uh, Amen. Um, That's why you're the villain we need, buddy. Uh, yeah, I'm here for it. Um, so, <laughs> uh, just, just so we're aware, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Thank and, you. Not surprised to hear that. Thank and, you. A good take from Mad Mike. So is Catch Me If You Can. Ooh, I never thought about that. That uh, takes place again. Like now we're getting time, out of control. Not no, a Christmas go, movie. Go back. It's Just got be- like yeah, okay. twenty references to Christmas in it, and the right the guy that directed it says it's a Christmas movie. So do your homework, Elliot. Well, here's what I'll say. I have I have seen Catch Me If You Can, and I don't remember why when I watched. I don't remember thinking it was a Christmas movie. So yeah, I don't a- view it as a Christmas movie. Well, you know a Christmas movie when you see it, and it's not a Christmas well, movie. Too bad you don't know Christmas movies. I'm uh, sorry. Mad ah. Mike. I love Christmas movies. So, so, yeah. so here's, yeah, you probably watch the Hallmark Christmas oh, movies. Of course nerd. I do. Of course um, I do. So here's, here's my thing. First of all, I'm just here for all the chaos, all of it. <laughs> and know, God, I, Another not shocking take from you. God, I hope, I hope Hurts doesn't play, and I hope Minshew puts up 400 yards tomorrow. Hope Jalen Rager has 200 yards receiving. Well, that, that's, never, that's never going to happen. I know, but like that would just be perfect. It would be so great. This city would burn itself down. All the Hurts supporters and the flip-floppers like Elliot would be like, hey, it doesn't mean anything. And then all, all the Minshew mania, uh, be, I, I would go Look, crazy The, the chaos it. would be fun to see. And but... people wonder why, why everyone doesn't like Mad so Mike. Ma- yeah. So, uh, Mad Mike, if, if Minshew does do that, well, then do you think that's a good trade by Howie? <laughs> Uh, no, I, I still I still think Howie Howie's just a nerd. But uh, here's my thing, Elliot. Uh, no, not, I mean James. Uh, yes. Your daughter, my son, same similar age. I'm just saying, you know, we could be family. Oh, oh look you at imagine that. a little play date action or a something little, like that. A little little Mikey, Kevin, and Zoe. Uh, I'm sure. Mad Mike so, sitting in the first row at Zoe's yeah. wedding, being like, oh, Brandon Graham's play wasn't that great <laughs> in the Super Bowl. Oh man, I I, I think it would be great. I think we'd be it'd be a good pairing there. We gotta I like think, this, Mike. Make I like this. Well, so, so we at the Christmas that. Village today. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, also, just just one thing. Elliot Shore Parks does not get to have any say on movies he doesn't watch. If Absolutely. You don't watch, you have no you. Again, I did not say if Thank it was a good Mike. or bad movie. I said it's not a Christmas Mike, movie. Mike, one of your best calls ever, buddy. Have a good one. You, you too. too. Yeah, yeah, again, like it's the most basic part of this whole argument. Like Whether or not it's a Christmas movie, it is. That you should not be able to comment on it until you see it. Like, I disagree. Just, like I, I cannot say it's if it's ignorant. a good or bad it's movie, but I can tell you that it's not a Christmas. Ignorant. Movie. That is the definition of the word ignorant. I'm going to comment on something that I do not know about because I have not seen the movie, but yet I'm going to assume that I am. But right. that doesn't mean I can't comment about it at all. I'm yeah. not saying whether it's a good movie or not. It probably is a good movie. I trust your judgment on this, but it, to me, it is not a Christmas. Let's movie. Let's go to Bucks County and talk to Dave. Yo, Dave. Hey guys, what's going on? What up, Dave? Yeah, I just wanted to throw out like a big picture thing uh, to you guys, and then also have like a a dream off-season scenario I wanted to throw by as well. Yep. All right. So yeah, I mean, like Tom started off the show by like calling the organization rudderless, but like if you just go back in time and look at like the the week after the season like getting the, the late jump on the head coaching start, the franchise quarterback, 
asking out. And then from that, like, that is such rocky waters to navigate there. Like, you're on the brink of disaster at that point. Yeah. And then, like, when you look now, and, you know, we locked up a left tackle. We have, like, a really good amount of assets. Yeah. We're we're making a wild card push. Yeah, Dave's making a good point. Dave, Dave, first of all, the reason the whole mess happened was because of the man who's cleaning it up or trying to clean it up. So you don't get, again, it's the whole Well, and also the man you want back as head coach. No, I'm talking about the, the, no, what does Doug have to do with the the roster? Come on. Not the roster, but I'm saying the overall situation. Doug made clear that Howie was the one who drafted Jalen Rager like we always thought. I see, I didn't get a read on that. Are you talking to me? Like, it's a two-person conversation. Yeah, he's a joke because he's saying he didn't want to answer no, it. No, it's because he's no. There's a hundred percent what that is. I don't think there's any other way to interpret that. Okay, uh, that's a no. Actually, offense. I agree with James. I agree with James on that. I thought Doug was basically like saying that was not hundred percent. So but here's the, the deal. Ultimately, it does fall on Howie because he's the GM and he made the pick. But I do think that like like the coaching staff wanted Doug. I'm sorry, Doug and the coaching staff wanted Rager because they that. wanted an outside I guy. I don't buy that one sack. Why? One bit. Look, Rager didn't work Don't out. Just, and, uh, dude, are you really believe, and you really believe that the general manager would go with what? I'm blaming Howie. Howie deserves the blame. I'm just saying the idea that the coaching staff would want someone who, in theory, is supposed to be an outside deep threat is not crazy. That's what they needed. No, stop. That, that, that's true. Yeah, I mean, just in general, though, like from that point, like regardless of how we got there, from being at the franchise QB asking out, Late head, late jump on the head coaching search to where we are now with assets and, and young pieces locked up, wild card push. Oh, Dave, Dave, I don't know. Is it, I, mean, I don't see what's your rebuttal to that, though, Dave. Yeah, I agree with Dave. What's your what's what are your you pushback? How can you young not be happy not... with where we are? Like, because if there are that... so many question marks about this team moving forward, and good call, good question call, marks Dave. about every team. Though, Dave, like... well, name me all the blue chippers. Name me all well, the guys okay. who are top five in their position in the future. Okay, I will. First of all. You say this a lot. Because not it not well, but it matters. But not a lot of teams have multiple guys that are top five at the posi- their position in the league. So I think that's an incredibly high bar to set. But also, when you talk about like young talent, I think this year has proven to be better than even I thought it would be. Like Devontae, Jordan Mailata, Landon Dickerson. I mean, I could keep going if I wanted, but I can't think of anybody else. Oh, right really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's why. That's well, I'm it. saying those, those Dallas, the right, da- Dallas Goddard, sure, Kenny Gainwell is being now. Good. Like, you know, Kenny Okay, but what nice. expensive has nothing to do with talent. We're talking about, like, guys that – look, bottom line, has this season gone better than you expected? A little bit better. Yes, it has. No, a little bit better, but yes, but not like like I feel better about the that much better about the future. They are better this season as a team than I expected. But I'm not like locked in on. The, they still know who the quarterback is. We don't know who the quarterback is. I don't think right. the head coach is that great. Like, but I think why to would Dave's I feel point, like super emboldened about the future when I don't like love the head coach and I don't. I'm not sure about the quarterback. Like, where are we at? Well, I but to know. Dave's point, when they fired Doug, right, and then there was. Obviously, when you fire Doug, you're sitting there, Carson wants out. You don't have Doug. All those things. To go from there to where they are now, I think is better than you could have expected. I think it's last place schedule is a big part of it. I think that like there there are other factors to it. I don't I don't it's not that I feel amazing about the infrastructure the Eagles have. Right. Because you're still because you're still are out on how. Uh, of course I no, am. No, I know, but and that's why. And I'm also why. not in on Sirianni, and I'm also not in on Hurts fully. Like So, like, right. yes, that's why. The three most important things on a football team, the general manager, the head coach, and the quarterback, Agreed. I'm not, right. I'm not, I don't feel super sure about any of them. But I think and they're, I feel super negative about one of them. I know you do, but I'm saying I think they're better off than you thought they would have been at this point of the season. I, like, maybe by a tiny little bit, but not like Dave's making it out to be like, we're in great shape. We are not in great shape. As that's a debate for another day, because I think they're – 
again, like if you look at just the division, I think the Cowboys are the only team that has a brighter future. And it's pretty much just because, well, they have good talent on offense as well. But Dak, like that's that's why. I, I, I'm talking about being a, a contending team year after year after year, winning the Super Bowl again. We're nowhere close as far as I'm concerned. I agree with that, but there's only a handful of teams in the league that you could say fit that criteria. Sure, but again, right. I, I want my team to be that yes, team. Yes, absolutely. I'm not going to be happy with being like, oh, we're all, we, we won six games and I thought we are going to win four. Yay! Right. Like that, what, what is that? that? That's fine with that. I'm just saying you should recognize you're placing an incredibly high bar. Like, you know, you want multiple players on the team in top five. Like, yes, that's what everyone should aspire to. I'm not saying that that, you know, no, not being that's I'm, okay. What I'm saying is the way Dave was making it out, what you're agreeing with is everything's great. We're in awesome shape for the future. I don't think that at I all. I think Dave's point was they're better off than, than people thought they were. I, and I think it by a very, very slight right, margin. So we all agree. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Where do you come down this? It's an interesting question. Do you think like where are the Eagles compared to where you thought they'd be at this point in the season? Of course, the Minshew of it all, Sirianni, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. And one of the things that we love most about our Park Sportsbook app is that it's not just about the teams and only picking teams when you place your bets. They offer so many other ways, so many other action. Different ways to bet on individual player performances. It makes the game, watching the game so much more exciting. In football, you can bet on passing and rushing yards. Bet on who scores touchdowns and hoops. Bet points, rebounds, assists, hockey, goal scorers, and so much more. And, of course, with the live in-game betting and the wildly popular same-game parlays, the Park Sportsbook app is custom-made for you, and that's why it's the one that we here at Go Birds recommend. And more than anything, I say it all the time, but it's just the truth. It's so much more fun to watch these games, whether it's basketball, whether it's football, whether it's college football. It's so much more fun to watch these games when you've got some action on it. You are locked in. It is just a it's a blast. And the app is fun. It's easy to use. It's intuitive and it's safe and secure. And here's the deal. If you sign up now, make your first bet risk free on your favorite player or player you're watching or any game. And you, you download the app right now. And you get your first bet risk-free up to $500. Just go to parkscasino.com slash PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S to get your first bet risk-free. Your risk-free bet is refunded to site credit. The Park Sportsbook app. The website has the terms and conditions. It is GOBIRDS Radio presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Coming up later this segment, we'll get Elliot's player to watch for tomorrow's game. And the real question is, will it be Gardner Minshew? We will find out later. 24 hours from now, we'll know. I can't wait. We'll know sooner than that, but we'll definitely know in 24 yeah, hours. Yeah. Well, I, we'll also know in about 18 minutes who your player watches. Yes, that's true. I was, true. I was sooner. asking that. It's yeah. sooner, yeah. 215-592-9494. Eagles, Jets tomorrow. The men show of it all. Sirianni, weigh in on whatever you would like. So before we did the whole earmuffs thing with Mad Mike, what's the opposite of earmuffs? Like, just open Turn it up. Ear, turn it up. Because if I had to guess, I would say this caller pretty much unanimously loved across the board. I think everyone likes to turn it up when our buddy Justin from Tennessee is on. What up, feller? What's happening, fellers? How y'all doing? It's fine, sir. What up, man? Good to hear from you. Hey, good good talk to you, boys. First off, happy birthday to Zoe Seltzer. Mm. Damn right, buddy. Hope, it, hope it's a good one. Uh, she shares a very close birthday. My wife's birthday was Thursday. Oh, nice. Happy, happy belated. Birthday. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, my lucky wife. So. <laughs> well, to be married from Justin from Tennessee, oh, I mean, a, a local a celebrity. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I try to tell her, but she just <laughs> shakes her head. Anyway, second off, Die Hard is mm. a Christmas movie. Thank you, Justin. And has some of the best one-liners in movie history. You know, the famed, you know, one that we can't say on air. Oh, yeah. 
Yippee Kaye, and, we'll just say that. Yes, sir. And the one of my personal favorites from Hans Gruber is Now I have a machine gun. Ho, <laughs> ho, ho. Love it. Uh, can't get I will say though. the fact that there was a ho, ho in there is a little just t- <laughs> tilting me a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Dude, you think I'm just there's no Christmas stuff in the movie and I'm like, oh, it just Christmas. doesn't feel like it has a Christmassy vibe oh, to me. Watch the movie. I don't need what? to. I would. I'll be happy to watch it because I'm sure it's a good movie, but it doesn't mean it's a Christmas movie. Oh my god, it's not a good movie. It is a phenomenal <laughs> movie, right, well, quite possibly the best action movie in movie. I know you have Thank great you. taste in movies, so Thank I will. You. I will take it seriously. I will watch. Okay. It. Okay, good deal. Uh, yes, Hertz should play tomorrow if he is healthy enough to play. I, I agree. That's the only way I know how to put it, man. I yeah. mean, what's, what's the point in putting Minshew out there? Now, if they feel he is compromised and can't protect himself, yeah, I mean, sitting, obviously. But he knows how he feels, and if he gets out there and he's struggling and you see he's not performing well and can't protect himself, you know, and evade defenders, then you – you pull him at that point. But Look, if he says he can play, you play him. Let me ask both you guys this question, because I think we're all on the same page. If he can play, he should play. He does not deserve to be benched. If he is healthy enough to play, he should be out there. Let's say Gardner does play. Are either of you guys open to the idea of Gardner playing well enough where you're intrigued to see more of him, or does it really not matter what he does no. tomorrow? You are playing Hurts no matter what. Like in the I'm following weeks, I mean. I'm bl- yeah, I'm with you, Justin. Yeah, I think I'm with you guys too. I was just again, curious. look, you ne- like if he throws for 505 touchdowns, like there's any scenario where you're like, oh, all right, but also it's it's the Jets. It's such a bad matchup. Yep. It's hard for me to to. Exactly. I think there's very little. And I, I agree with that. Yeah. yeah, I was just curious yeah. how if you got either guys were at least open to it, but I agree with because you. because I mean we've never really looked and said, well, could Gardner Minshew be the future of the Philadelphia Eagles? We we've never said that. We've always thought Minshew was brought in to be a backup, and we've yeah. all had the hopes that. Hertz is the guy that we can use those three picks on players, whether it be by draft or trade or whatever. Yeah. I mean, you have to see what he has. And as far as them being where they are, you know, they're about right where I thought they would be. I I predicted seven and ten, eight and nine before the season started. And they're right right. about where they Yeah. Yeah, they're right about where I thought they would be. But anyway, James, tell Zoe happy birthday. Y'all enjoy your afternoon. Y'all keep doing what you're doing, cause love you boys, man. My man, you're the best man. My man. Yeah, Justin's the best. Just, just the best. So I, I'm with you guys that no matter what happens tomorrow, I would not bench Jalen Hurts for Gardner Minshew. No matter what, I think where I, we disagree slightly is I'm not as convinced that Gardner doesn't have his room to develop as we give Hurts. If that makes sense, like, look, I think Hurts' ceiling is higher because of what he can do as a runner and, and all, that, all those yeah. things, right? But Gardner's also young. We're not talking about Joe Flacco here, right? Like, Gardner is young. He's only played in a handful more of games. I I would not bench Hurts for him. But I'm a little more open to the idea of, like, who knows? Just because at this point with Hurts, it's a little bit who knows, too. Like, can he improve? Yeah, I mean, I liked the trade for Minshew for that reason to begin with. I thought it was an undervalued asset where there was at least upside and had done things in the NFL. So, but again, there's nothing he's going to do tomorrow if he plays that's going to make me want to to Mm -hmm. hand the job over to him. But I agree with you. I think, like, it... It is a fair thing to say, you know, that that Minshew theoretically could turn into more than yeah. I think he is. Let's go to Florida and talk to our buddy Ja'Cory. Hey, Ja'Cory, how you been, bud? Hey, how you guys doing? What's up, man? Been yeah, a while. Good to hear yeah. from you. Good, man. About to watch this SEC championship game. Hopefully, Howie and our scouts are doing the same thing. <laughs> I am sure they are watching the SEC championship game. I mean, all they do is draft players from Alabama now. So, you know, there's probably, mm-hmm. probably a few future Eagles in this game. 
Yeah, man. I seen uh, Ella. You was watching that uh, big uh, that uh, that Pac-12 championship game last night too. Yeah, I was not actually. I don't know what makes. You... <laughs> <laughs> oh no, because I seen you t- talked about the linebacker from Utah. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, no, yeah. Oh, but I wasn't watching last night. I think it was uh, a few weeks ago. I was talking about him. But yeah, I'm in on that guy. Oh yeah, me too, Devin Lloyd. But um, yep. going back to the game. I just feel like we can win this game. Um, you know, the defense takes advantage of bad quarterbacks. I'm not calling Zach Wilson a bad quarterback, but I, I will. Um, He's a like, bad yeah, quarterback. Right now, I don't know if he always will be, but I, right now Zach Wilson is a flat-out bad quarterback. I think this is a product around him, but it's just, I don't know. I think our defense will just overwhelm him, and Jonathan Gannon always calls a good game. But offensive-wise, uh, uh, I'm uh, Against bad quarterbacks calls a good game. Let's not get carried away, Jacory. We've seen some horrible <laughs> games from JG this year. <laughs> <laughs> but um, like I think our running game will be okay. I don't know. I know we're not going to have Jordan Howard. Uh, Boston Scott has been sick. I'm I'm a, I'm confident in getting game well. Mm-hmm. Miles Sanders has been bad this year, but with Jalen Hurts, I think if they roll him out there with that ankle injury, I think he's not going to get that many times to run. Um, I think if it's like short yardage plays, maybe. But I think. They just need to make sure he can protect himself yeah. out there running because you don't want to go out there. He can't slide or he can't get down so he get hit. And they will. So they I mean, that him. that's what will be the determination. The determination won't be, you know, running. can he run? Like, obviously, can he run will be part of it. But the determination will be, is he healthy enough and safe enough to go out there? And they'll decide that tomorrow. And I think the fact that he's been limited all week, listed as questionable, like there's a very real chance he won't play. Well, and look, I mean, while while Hertz was, you know, confident that he's going to play, Nick Sirianni did not sound confident at all. From the he jump, either. Those, From Monday when he started. He's talking about we're going to have to spend extra time. We're going to yep. prep for Gardner. Gardner's taking reps. Like, I, I well, Jen, like, I still, if I had to bet, I would, I don't know. Honestly, I'm kind of torn on it. I think it's really 50-50 on yeah. who's going to play. But I think that there is a real chance, whereas I think Hurts saying he's going to play made a lot of people think, oh, he's definitely playing. I definitely think there's a real chance Minshew plays. Yeah, and one thing Sirianni said earlier in the year was he he gives his starting quarterback all the reps throughout the week. I mean, all starters get the majority of the reps, but some coaches do give their backups, you know, a handful in the case that they have to go. Uh, Nick Sirianni said he believes in giving his starters all the reps. So the fact that... Uh, Minshew got split is extremely noteworthy. Like actions speak louder than words, and the the actions limited, limited, questionable splitting reps like says all you need to know. Let's go to New Mexico and talk to our good buddy David. Hello, sir. Gentlemen, how are we? What's up? What up, man? I am so sick and tired of arguing with these intelligent Philadelphia Eagles fans about what they're looking at. It's like Harry Rosen with those big old bird glasses and the binoculars looking at a quarterback. <laughs> the man still doesn't. He still doesn't know what he's looking at, so what's the point? You know what I mean? So here we go. Jalen should play. I think Jalen will play. I think Jalen wants to bounce back because he knows he didn't play very well against Mm -hmm. the Giants. He's a gamer. He's a winner. Lamar Jackson threw four interceptions last week and won the game. And nobody's talking about it. Why? Because they won the game. Jalen Hurts is, is, is our quarterback, and he should be our quarterback. Now, whether anybody else wants to put the stats behind that or not, Go by the eye test. David, I, I'm he generally on the terrible. same side. I, he was horrible, but you can't, the Lamar comparison. Well, but also, Lamar I don't is, think anybody is calling for him well, to be Well, also, Lamar is, yeah, true, but also Lamar is is, is is more, has done more in the NFL. I mean, Lamar won the MVP. I, mean, I get it. Yeah. I, I get it. I get it. But the thing is, when you play bad and you still have a shot to win, that's a winner's mentality, whether it happens or not. You can't get that. Both quarterbacks aren't built like that. Most, most people don't have that kind of intangible 
between their ears from an athletic standpoint to go out there and still have a chance to win when youth play terrible. So I agree with you, Dave, that I think Hurts has that in him. I think one of his strengths is he does not let get let games get away exactly, from him. But exactly. I think last week, last week he was lucky to be playing the Giants. Like the, the Giants yeah. were terrible. Any so, other team, there's and not look, if Jalen Rager catches it, and if Jalen Rager catches it, I agree with you. My takeaway would be: look, he played terrible, but he he stepped up when it matters. He's a young player. That's what you like to see. But I, I think in general, the fact is he he did everything he could to lose that game last week until like the final drive. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. That's exactly my point. He did everything he could to lose the game, but he also was in a position to win it. And when you can put yourself in a position to win it, that's that's more important because that's the overall format of how you put yourself in positions to win games. Right. It's going to force him to throw the ball from the pocket tomorrow. He's not going to be running around if he's not 100%. He should play. He should be getting a chance to redeem himself. Miles Sanders, I know, can't wait to get the ball in his hands again because I know he blames himself. For, for that fumble, and oh, everything that every everything that is in front of Hurts right now is on a personal note. You know, it's the psyche on on, on how he leads this team. You're not going to find that in the in any quarterback you're going to draft next year, and a lot of guys don't have that in their ears in the first place. Anybody who's going to question Jalen Hurts' leadership and his his big playability. I don't think and anyone telling is, Dave. Dave they are. Nah, you should hear these man, guys out here. David, their you question is You should hear arm. these guys. Oh, David, oh, I don't know where you're – look, I, and, and good call, but, like, I'm on WIP every day, right? Like, my job is four hours a day on WIP. Some I say you work this, in radio. I listen to this station a lot. Like, I have not heard a single person, not one person, call this station and question Jalen Hurts' intangibles or his leadership. It has gone the complete other way. Yep. I've heard people question his arm. I've heard people question his accuracy, his processing ability. That stuff I have heard. David, I, I love you, man. I have not heard one person question his leadership or intangibles. So yeah, I, I just don't, I don't agree with you. The other thing I would push back on is I do believe one of Hurts' strengths, as I said, is he, he does not let games get away from him, other than the Dallas game, really. Like, that's the only game we've seen where – he really let it like now, spiral out of control. Now, to be fair to your point, if he, they were playing a better team, that Giants game probably would have gotten. Well, that, away that from but them. that's what I'm yeah. saying. I yeah. think last week's not an example of that. Yeah. Last week is an example of he played terribly, and, and the defense and the Giants kept him in it. Yep. Absolutely, hundred yep. percent. Now, but had Rager caught it, I do think he would deserve credit for and saying I think that narrative would be there. Hey, yes. a tough game, got hurt, wasn't playing his Stepped best, up when it mattered, found a way to win, yes. made some big throws. I I agree with you. Yep. I do. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. Let's go to Wisconsin and talk to our buddy Glenn. Glenn, Glenn. Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, what's up, Glenn? Hey, I want to go back to what James is saying, that he would rather have Doug Peterson for another year over uh, Sirianni right now. Were you that impressed with Doug, his his uh, first year as head coach? I know you're not impressed with Sirianni, but no, I don't no, think look, Doug was that impressed a, with his it's first really, year, too. It's a really fair point, Glenn. It's a really fair point. And there was certainly they, – they rallied for him at the end, and it kind of gave him a little boost heading into the next year. But – I was really impressed with Doug at first, like those first, you know, they went 3-0 and to start, and early on it looked like he could call a game, and it was obviously Reich was there too, and it's a whole combo or whatever, but I, I was impressed with the ability to call a game right away, and the, the, you know, it felt like he was in charge, but look, it's a really fair point. They had some down times in that year, and it wasn't until 2017 where we're like, oh, Doug's, Doug's I mean, good if, at this. If you remember at the end of 2016, Doug didn't talk the day after or something like that, and there was speculation like maybe, you know, he would be fired. Now, I think it was, you know, kind of far-fetched speculation, but I don't think after Doug's rookie year, many people were saying, okay, this is the guy. Yeah, I, I, I agree there. Well, and he also had Frank Wright on his staff, though. I, I don't think he was 
too disappointing. But again, I think a coach's first year, I think you always have to give a little leeway just because it's the first time going to. No, and then, Glenn, it's a going... great point. It's a, it's a very fair point. I, I'm not then... damning Nick Sirianni and saying he's never going to be great, but I am saying that, you know, uh, as from what I've seen of him so far, I think Doug's a better coach. And going back to this team, I think the main issue of this team right now is that we've, again, you can't fire GM over one draft pick, but the Jalen Rager draft pick, I mean, I just can't imagine. I know Hurts hasn't looked great, but I just would think, even if we had a T. Higgins or something on there, just another Pittman, option for even to get open on there, how much yeah. how much this offense could open up. Glenn, it's a great point. And again, it's like, I agree, you can't fire GM off one pick, but like, if you could. If there were such a thing as a fireable draft pick, Rager over Justin. Well, and here's where I mean, it's like, especially because not just because he picked the wrong guy, but because every freaking person on the planet, including the Minnesota Vikings, who laughed their asses off after when when the pick happened, every single person on the planet, or ninety nine percent of people on the planet, knew that Justin Jefferson was the right pick there. So here's why I think it's an especially bad pick for Howie. And it's not for all the reasons you just said, because I think there's a little bit of revisionist history sometimes in the way that Justin Jefferson fell to where he did because people were questioning if he could play on the outside. They were wrong about that. It was if dumb. There was a, it, we what? knew it was dumb no, in the moment. Right, but I'm saying he didn't go no, – like 23 or 24 teams also passed on him. 21. But, but the, reason, the reason I think it's especially bad for the Eagles is not because he went the next pick, all those things. It's because they were investing so many resources into scouting the receiver position. It was an all-time historic deep receiver draft. They needed a receiver, and they blew it. Like, all teams pass on good players, right? Like, T. Higgins went in the top of the second round. Like, D, you know, D.K. Metcalf. We could do it again and again. What makes these picks especially bad for the Eagles is that they were specifically looking for receivers and missed sc- and scouted it that poorly. Let's go to L.A. and talk to Matt. Yo, buddy. Hey guys, how you doing, Matt? Christmas movie. It's a little bit of show time. We couldn't hear you at first. So start start, start again. Yeah, Yeah, okay. Sorry about that. First, no worries. Okay, can you hear me now? Yes. Um, Okay, so it's a lifetime movie. It's about a guy's divorced from his wife, and all he wants on Christmas Eve is to win her back and see his two daughters again. He flies across country, hoping he can woo her at her Christmas party, the holiday party. It's really heartwarming. I see what um, you're doing it's, here. Well done. It's dude. called Die Hard. Yeah, yeah, Well done, um, by real you. quick, real quick, let it let the record show that every single caller was called in today about Die Hard and said it's a Christmas movie. Fine. Thank you, Matt. Go ahead. Anyway, hey, um, yeah, I I don't want to see Minshew play tomorrow only because I'm that guy who's always anxious about all the uproar judging Jalen Hurts week by week. I mean, if we decide at the end of the year. I think he's going to play next year just because I don't think Rodgers or Wilson is going to come here. I agree. And two, I, I, I don't think any of these guys are going to draft. I mean, let's look at – I know we say, well, they have bad people around them. Let's look at Zach Wilson. Let's look down in Carolina. I mean, you leave the Jets, it doesn't suddenly make you better, even when you have Christian McCaffrey behind you for a few games. I know he's been injured, but um, it's just such a crab shoot now. Having three first-round picks is a crapshoot. The Giants had three first-round picks of the Daniel Jones era, so Howie can certainly blow three first-round picks because all those picks were garbage for the Giants, including Daniel Jones. Yeah. Um, so, hey, my question for you, Elliot, though, is um, the Miles Sanders situation, you know, it sounded like, James, that John was saying that they and Joe were saying they very clearly thought he was benched. I mean, I, I didn't. I know I, he, yeah, I thought he was more injured than anything, yeah, personally. Yeah. Well, yeah, I didn't I quite look at it that I was way. surprised Elliot, by that, too. Yeah, Elliot, I'm, I'm curious what you think, and also with the Dallas Goddard signings, the Avante Maddox, 
are they going to take the Dallas Goddard approach where Miles comes back next year and they're no, dragging I think him along? Running back I, is a very different thing. Period. Like okay. I don't think the Eagles so. What do you are think they're going to do? What do you guys yeah, think so they're going to do? Yeah. So let me let me answer both your, both your questions. So first, I do. Miles was hurt. Like he had an ankle injury. He reaggravated it. But time and time again this year in big spots, like they have put Kenny Gainwell in over Miles Sanders, and they have leaned on other running backs. So do I believe he wasn't out there because he was hurt? Yes. If he was healthy, would he have been out there? I'm not so sure because they like to put Kenny Gainwell in in these situations where they have to be passing the ball. So I think it's it's a slight combination of both. In terms of what they'll do with Miles, it wouldn't shock me if they traded him this offseason. Uh, I think that he's going to want a new deal. They're not going to want to give it to him. Now, he's not having a great year, so potentially no team will want to pay him. But I think if the Eagles can get a good return from him, they would be open to trading him. But I would be floored unless he took like a really low deal if they gave him yeah. a new deal before. Yeah, season. like two years, $10 million Right, or well, even, like, even that they'd probably do. That, but, yes. That's my point is like they are not going to pay a running back a big ter- a big money contract. They're just not. Well, they're I just, just not. And I don't think they're going to give it to Miles. Certainly not yep. Miles, yeah. Okay, guys, and I'm, I'm, I'm like James. I'm not quite in on Sirianni, but I don't think I can take another new coach. So I'm actually strange, though I wasn't. Um, little flower power. I'm rooting for him for next I love year. It. And so. Matt, Matt could call. And look, I'm, I'm too. Like I think Nick has done enough where he should get another year. And you know he's young, and you hope he develops and grows and takes a big leap next year and all that. I just, you know, I've been sold so far. All right, uh, it is time for the player to watch. Elliot Shore Parks is player to watch. Brought to you by your local Tri-State Toyota dealers, proud partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Toyota, let's go places. Let's go Eagles. Elliot, who is your player to watch tomorrow? So let me apologize in advance, James, for the player I'm going to pick. But let uh-uh. me explain it. Uh-uh. My player to watch is Jalen Rager. And the reason, oh! it's, the reason it's Rager is not because I think uh, he's going to have a big game. I see what you're doing here. I want to see how they're going to handle him. I like how that. much is he going to be out yes. there? If he starts, if he gets the normal amount of snaps, do they go to him early, right? Like, do they That's try really to get point. the ball in his hand early in order to get him going again? And the other part of this is, and I'm certainly not predicting a big game from him, but... The Jets have a really, really bad passing defense. And I'll just be curious to see if they want to get Rager like a get-right game. Mm-hmm. This is the game to do it. This is the defense to do it. So I'm, I'm on board with everyone that says forcing it to Jalen Rager is not a good idea. It would not be my game plan. But I'm interested to see if they do it. I think that's a really great choice. And I'm, I'm super fascinated to see what they do if they decrease his snaps like I think they should. All yep. that type of stuff. That's going to be fascinating. Two one five five nine two. 94-94. It's Elliot and James. It's Go Birds Radio. We're coming right back. It's Go Birds Radio, presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer with you. Till 3, the SEC Championship game coming up a little later here. I'm actually WNP. really interested in this game. It's I'm not a game. huge college football guy, but this game I'm actually excited Yeah, for. that Georgia D is legit. Yeah, legit, so. well, they have a linebacker uh, in the Athletics' um, most recent mock draft. They had the Eagles taking a linebacker from Ooh. Georgia. So forget his name, but supposedly he's good. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> he's on is. that yeah. defense. Let's go. 215-592-9494. Yeah. We'll try to get to as many people as we can before we get out of here. Let's go to Illinois and talk to Jacob. Hey, Jacob. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, what's up, man? Hey, Elliot. I was at the Saints game before the pregame show, or after the pregame show, and I was the one that came up to you and said I was a podcast listener. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. How's it going, guys? Doing good. You know, one thing James always gets jealous of, because I am like I do the pregame show, I'm on the road trips and stuff, and I always tell him pod listeners come up. Yeah, he'll always text me and be like, another pod listener came yeah. up, and I'm like, damn, I wish yeah, I knew that. We have the same birthday, man. You we and have I the do? same birthday. September yeah. 25th? My man. Wow, look at that. Yes, look at this. Birthday well, brothers. Certified real one. No I question about that. You're the best, Jacob. 
Well, I wanted to call, and I, I just want to say, I think uh, last year we should have fired Howie Roseman, to be honest. Yep. I and think James Doug is going to agree with you on that one. Birthday <laughs> brothers, think, same page, my friend. I think all, you know, having Nick Sirianni, I just think this is all a waste of time. I mean, we never had, Doug Peterson never had a, a young wide receiver like Devontae Smith to go with uh, Wentz. But, you know, granted, I want Hurts now, but. Well, Doug I mean, did have really, Alshon Jeffrey. And no, well, I mean, Alshon, yeah. Like, I mean, in 2017, he was good. Obviously, he fell off a cliff after that. But And it doesn't help when we missed on multiple first-round picks. I mean, the Rager. Yeah, but, uh, but would you say this roster is way better? I mean, let's take 2017 out of it because, obviously, that was an extremely yeah. special special year. But would you say that the 2018-19 or 2020 roster was considerably better or worse than this roster? Like, I think they're they're pretty even. I mean, to be honest, we are – I mean, we, our record is better now than it was last year. But right. I, I don't know. I just feel like if we had Doug Peterson with her, give him time to, you know, go with a young quarterback other than Wentz. I don't know. I just feel like he could do a lot more. Than, yeah, I'd be curious I to see. Like he I do mean, a lot more. D- Doug what? is also a West Coast type guy, so I don't know. You know, and Doug is also not a huge run the ball guy. So I, I think in some ways they're they're cut from the same cloth, Sirianni and Doug. I think they have a lot of similarities. Well, Frank Reich, Sirianni, Doug. Yeah, exactly. Frank, there's so a lot of connection I, there. So I'd be too. curious to know. I mean, if I, I think Doug would have ran it more than three times against the Cowboys. That's an all-time. So. But I'm so. just saying in general, I don't think Doug would have came out running it, like, running it like they are now. Now let's say if we lose two more games, you still see uh, how we have in this job? Yeah, I think they've uh, – yeah. I mean, you never know how it's going to play Jake, out, but I think they're call. past the point. Birthday um, brother. I, I, birthday brother. <laughs> I, I would be floored if no matter how this season plays out if Howie Roseman was fired off. I agree. I think they're past the point. And, look, I don't think Howie deserves to be fired off of this year. There like, we disagree. Like, you, you could do friend. a larger picture thing. Like, if they would have fired Howie at the end of last year, I wouldn't have fought against it, right? Mm. But if now that he's here, Howie has not really done much this year to be fired. The, no, he's had a better year this year yeah, than last exactly. year, but that doesn't excuse the past sins. And all it that. doesn't, but he's already, like, Lurie's forgiven him, for lack of well, a better term. of course term. he has. Right. I mean, that's ultimately all that matters, right. right? Let's go to Ben Salem and talk to Keith Yoki. Hey, yo, what's up, brothers? First time ever I love on it. air. I love it. We talk every day during the week, I but know, never we on the weekend. All the time. It's, it's a beautiful I, thing, Keith. It is a beautiful thing. And, and the thing is, and, 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 be happy that your uh, daughter's three years old, right? Yes, she is three today. So let, let me let me just start with this: is um, the the, the movies of, you know what is a great movie to put on is uh, Rudolph the Ra- Reindeer. Yeah, no, for and sure. Yeah, because, because, so, because, be because, that. because it's an under like he, he's born, he's weak, and then there's a, a guy that that doesn't want to make toys. He wants to fix teeth, and then Bommel Snowman has a toothache. It, it's just so much into it, and I think for her age, that would be a great movie. I like movie that, I'm loving the passion Keith, you have for Rudolph out. the Red. I, uh, no, it's a good call. I, I love the movie. I agree. But it, but it's but it's true. It's it, it's really it's, it's something. That, I, listen, I have my my daughter's twenty. I have three kids, twenty seven years old. My daughter, you're lucky. Trust me, she'll be the love of your life forever. Thanks. And man. when you can sit there and watch something like that with her. And you'll enjoy it just as much as she does. I know. I'm, I'm excited. Like, we're, we're just starting to get to stuff where she can kind of follow a plot. Yeah, she yeah, yeah. We're like, not there yet, but I'm very excited. Well, you'll have to show her oh, Die Hard then pl- see if she thinks it's All a right. Christmas She's going to watch Die Hard. Don't you worry about that one, buddy. Yeah, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put that on for my kids. I mean, I just, I mean, it's just, I don't like a movie that yeah. has so much violence if it, it to be a Christmas movie. I thank you, I mean, Keith. Personally. You. All one. right, so listen. So this is my point about the birds. It's um you know what I, I don't trust 
the people at the top. I don't trust Halfrey, like um, John Richie always says. Yeah, I don't trust him. I don't. I, I listen. Whether he has an ankle injury or you know what I mean, I just don't believe them. That's the problem that I have. Yeah, and what's I interesting don't about believe that? Them. Yeah, and what's interesting about that is the duo did win a Super Bowl, yeah. right? So I, I'm not saying you're wrong not to. I, they've made mistakes. They've done a or, lot of things, but it's to just make funny that them. you know, like I mean, the morning show did a poll on who's the I think it was best GM in the city and how he didn't win, and it's like. He won the Super Bowl. He's clearly the best GM in the city. Uh, so he's not. I mean, he I, definitely is. I know your point, though. It, it, is, yeah, it, is, it, is, it is quite a thing. That, you but know, the, la- yeah. the last couple of years, do you, do you believe them? So we have – The last couple of years, do you believe them? No, I, I, yeah, we have differing debates. We don't have yes, to get into that. we don't need that. to dive But, but I, I don't but... think, as I've always said when we debate this, I don't think you are wrong to feel that way. I disagree with it. But, like, I don't think you're crazy to, to yeah, not believe Yeah, and them. again, it is to your, like, just on a basic level, forgetting all the things we know and all the things we've gone to gone through with Howie and Jeffrey and all that, just on a basic level, the fact that they are the two guys who ultimately brought a Super Bowl to Philadelphia – and right. that it's this quickly after it is this this you know well, and especially is pretty wild because the wild whole thing. argument is like you can't like you're the core of your argument is you don't think they're going to win with Howie yes and they, they won, literally won a it, Super Bowl and then lucky. we're we're in the I second round lucky. the next year yeah, I like know. I know and but it wasn't luck it was a, it was an uh, outlier I think yeah outlier but it was not luck outlier I think it's the outlier is a better you're right that is a better word for it let's go speaking of the the I think. Yeah, I think the number one Jalen Hurd supporter. Oh, yeah, station, definitely. Well, right? I mean, Chuck, but yeah. Chuck, yeah, Chuck and, and our boy in Chester, OG Wade. Wade! What up, baby? What's going on, my fellas? What's up, Wade? How you doing? I'm living the dream, man. You know how it is. Glad to hear it. Hey, listen, man. I, 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 I want to... I, lo- I love a good, hey, listen, man, I know. from Wade, because I know we're about to get into it. Because, you know what, it's been a narrative that's been put around this week about Jalen Hurts having a bad game, and I was a part of that, right? But when I went back and I looked at the All-22 and I looked at the game again, and I seen Quez Watkins get grabbed on that first interception, yeah. right? Boston that Scott got con- mauled on the second interception, by and the, the way. Even the flag was dropped. They picked the flag up. It was clear inter- interference, right? So that's one interception that I will not give Hurts, right? I'll take that one away. Then you look at the second one. Jalen Rager, if he jumps up, the best he can do is, is knock yeah, the ball away. Yeah, I'm with you. But the second one is on him because of the decision. Like, it was such right. a bad decision oh. by him to not just throw that ball away immediately, take the field goal, go into the house. No, no, so, no. like, you got you to gotta ding him for that no, one. No, no, that's not the second one, uh, uh, Jimmy, is it? I was thought that, that the was the third one. Yeah, the third one, one, the third one is the deep ball. The second the one, second I think, was The second one's the end half. of the half. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. So okay, okay, all right. Then the second one was The third one, I'm with you. I don't put the third one on him as much. I agree. But let me talk to you about the second one right he this year alone he scores seven times on that exact play he got one to greg ward two for dallas goddard one for zach Ertz, one for you know what i'm saying so if you as a quarterback or a player if you've been successful at doing this one play so many times it's just human nature that you're going to try it Guess what? He had a bad throw on that one. And, and, I give and him a bad decision, and he has not made bad decisions this year. I will See, give no, him a pass. Right. And Wait, also, so, look, it should have been a rushing touchdown, Boston Scott, and a Greg Ward touchdown right, prior to right. this. So Wade, real, so real, real quick, real, real quick, Wade. Where I agree with you is, where I disagree is, he did have a bad game, but I don't think it was no, no, like no. A, a red flag. He can't be the guy game. He just he no, made no. uncharacteristic mistakes. That's what. I, that's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about the narrative that he had a bad game, but well, I'm trying did. to show you. 
Listen, listen to me, though. Okay, At ahead. the end of that game, if things go the way they spoke, he had five drops. He had 14 for 31. You put those five drops on his completion, he's 20 for 31, two touchdowns, 211 yards, one interception. The score would be 21 to 13 without the, the touchdown. Uh, wait, that's back. a lot of what ifs. Uh, what a though, spin, though. I yeah, I got to no, say. Like, well done. What I'm saying well, but wait, let me ask what, you. Do you think he had a bad game? No, I don't. See, but that, come I on, think, man. He had three interceptions. Yeah, they scored seven okay. points. Listen, like, you're, you're counting stuff that's not on him. The three interceptions are I mean, on him. I, I, I get your point. On it. Wait, I get your great point. calls always, my friend. But I, I think you got to put some. Like certainly the second one. Again, like that was a horrible decision. Yes. No matter what, that was. A, and again, I think you give him a pass for it because he is not a bad decision maker. Of all the things people want to rip Jalen for this year, decision making cannot be a part of it. He is an for his age and experience level. I would say an exceptional yes. decision maker. He made a dumb decision. So, he had a bad game. It's okay. OG Wade is one of my favorite callers on WIP, without question. But what he just did there sounded a lot like a Carson Wentz defender. In terms of, like, ironic. Yes, exactly. That's my point. Like, he would never make those excuses for Carson. Like, Jalen had a bad game. It's okay. He could still be the guy. Jalen had a bad game. 215-592-9494. Let's go uh, to another country. Let's talk to our guy in Vancouver. Tommy, how you doing, pal? Hello. Hello, gentlemen. How are you doing? I'm doing well. <laughs> Good to hear from you, man. A little later in the show, I was worried. Uh, I was worried, you know, we weren't hearing from you. I have all sorts of crazy issues to do with uh, telecommunications carriers and international charges and all the mm. rest of it. But Sounds it's all terrible. regulated now. Tom's, all- going, <laughs> Tom's going above and beyond right. to call Go Birds Ring. Exactly. Respect. That's Tom. why he's top five. You don't just get there by accident. <laughs> it takes work. Thank you very much. So, and in terms of uh, Zoe, so it's, is it Zoe's third birthday? Is that what's happening? Yes, it is Zoe's third birthday today. Okay, fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah, our, our son will be turning five in another uh, week, week nice, or so. Man. So nice. that's that's uh, fantastic. You know, what, one thing that we did was we actually on uh, Disney, uh, the Disney uh, with the Disney Channel, uh, we actually used old old films like old Steamboat Willie and all the rest of it and showed that to him because. At that age, man, there, you don't have the super fast cuts and getting them all hyped up and hyperactive and all the rest of it. It's a nice, slow, gentle pace. I like, so I like that. that. I like Red that. She's, been, she's been into Little Mermaid a little bit, which has been very cool. She's like, I want to watch Ariel. And it's like, we could do <laughs> yeah, that. That is nice. good. I'm in on that. So, yeah, we're, we're getting there, Tommy. It's good. Yeah. So, yeah, Elliot, uh, Justin Jefferson, I remember that mock draft. And, yeah, it was a little bit controversial. I know Daniel Jeremiah, for one, he was speechless. When the when Rager was picked, he was convinced that Justin Jefferson was going to get picked. I think we all yeah. were. draft night. I, th- I literally it, tweeted, look. "At least we get Jefferson." When when they're on the clock, it we was the wrong that. pick. Jefferson, they should have made the pick. The only thing I'm saying is there's obviously a lot of revisionist history here in terms of how it played out is not how it looked at the time. It was a bad pick. I would have taken Jefferson. Everyone knew at the time it was a horrendous pick. No, I see, but that's Again, where I disagree. I, I, it was sick to my stomach when it happened. Yeah, like, I would have done it, but it, it clearly has turned out way worse than anybody thought is my point. I expected it to be this bad. You didn't think Rager you would be You know how either. upset I was. Uh, Justin Jefferson was my d- You know I had him as like the I, second receiver in the yes, draft. I, I know. I, I like Justin, Justin Jefferson. Jefferson. I'm just saying it's revisionist history. <laughs> <to a certain laughs> 
I do agree with Elliot. I didn't think it was going to be Exactly. No one, I no one thought. So you, you know, thought Jefferson would be the we top five it. receiver? I thought CeeDee Lamb and Jefferson were my top two in the yes. draft. We did pods about it. Yes. Like, I, I thought CeeDee Lamb and Jefferson were the two best receivers in that draft, and I was ecstatic to get but Jefferson. But Rager being this bad is what I I'm saying. It was more exactly. not getting Jefferson yes. for me than it was Rager. I didn't even know that much about Rager at the time. That's it was my, more that right. that dude's going to be a star, and you could have had him at 21. Yep. I, well, I think I'm impressed, more impressed with uh, James's scouting ability than anything else. Out of the, <laughs> out of conversation. Me too, Tom. That's a good. It's a good take right there to have. So, uh, so, and Doug, I find he was boring. Uh, quick last point on that. Then I'll get to my other one. I find he was boring and was lacking creativity. And, I, and what killed mm-hmm. him for me was when he did say he was going to not go outside for new blood for his coaching staff. All right, Tommy, so, what's your last point? Because we're up against it. Need it quick. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Hurts. Hurts has a lot more potential than Minshew does. And I agree with what you guys were saying with Justin. I, I, I just really hope that the city, if Minshew happens to play well, I hope the city doesn't get too excited by him. Because <laughs> Bad Kurt, news bears for you, Tom, <laughs> on that one. Tommy, you're the best, brother. Talk to you soon, my friend. Thanks, guys. Yep, talk to you later. Yeah, I mean, not like Philly ever does that, so we should be fine, right? I'm excited to see what happens tomorrow, like I said. <laughs> we got bye week next week. You know, we need excited. something here. 215-592-9494. One more segment to go. One of the things that I love most about our Park Sportsbook app is that it's not just about the teams and only picking teams when you place your bets. They offer all kinds of action and so many different ways to bet on individual player performances. It makes watching the game so much more exciting. In football, you can bet on passing and rushing yards, bet on who scores touchdowns and hoops. You can bet on points, rebounds, assists, hockey. You can bet on goal scores. And so much more. Plus, the live in-game betting is in the wildly popular same-game parlays. The Park Sportsbook app is custom-made for you, and that's why it's the only one that we here at Go Birds recommend. And like I always say, you're watching these games anyway. It's so much more fun to have a little action. You're so much more invested in the games when you got a few bucks on it. And here's the deal. If you sign up now and make your first bet risk-free on your favorite player or a player you're watching your bet on any game, you download the app, you get your first bet risk-free up to $500. A $500 risk-free bet. Just go to parkscasino.com slash PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S to get your first bet risk-free. Your risk-free bet is refunded in site credit. The Park Sportsbook app. The website is all the terms and conditions. It's Go Birds Radio presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Final segment for us. SEC Championship game coming up later. So... I've been a little nervous about something this week. Haven't told you yet. I said that the Eagles went 2-0 and against the Jets in the preseason uh, practices. Uh, uh, right? This is some bad potential for me. Could be. If they lose, I think it makes my preseason thing look bad. <laughs> As if it hasn't already well, looked bad. I think it's looked good over time. <laughs> they did beat I the took Patriots. it too far. <laughs> wow, I haven't heard ah, that crap. That's a yeah. good one. Yeah, good. That well is a good done. one. Yeah. Well done. Appropriate um, timing from Dan Wells in mind. They did beat the Patriots bad in the uh, preseason yeah. practices, uh-huh. to be clear. Uh-huh. The joint practice. Let's, let's end this now. 215-592-9494. Let's get as many calls in as we can before we get out of here. Let's go to North Jersey and talk to my pal, Neil. What up, Neil? James Seltzer, pleasure as always to speak with you. You know, I, I heard you were calling other callers, you know, on the list of the GOATs. You know, I think I deserve a top 10 rating as a GOAT caller. Would oh, you agree? you're definitely up there, Neil. Definitely. Thank you. Elliot, pleasure to speak with you as well. As always, man. Good to hear. A couple things. Number one, Jalen Rager is garbage. The fact that they targeted him seven times last week 
and, and had and only caught it twice and then had the drop is unforgivable. And if your other defenses, you're looking at our offense, when we spread it out, there are two guys, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside and Jalen Rager, that they know we're not throwing to. So what are they going to do? They're going to double Devontae Smith. They're going to double Dallas Goddard. And it's going to take away from our offense. And if you look at what the Giants did last week, that's exactly the game plan they ran. They doubled Devontae Smith and they doubled Goddard because they knew the other two guys really don't get used in the passing game. Second, I'm a little more worried about this Jets game. I actually thought we'd have an easy game against the Giants and a little tougher against the Jets. The Jets have beaten Tennessee and Cincinnati this year, and it's one of those quirky games where I think this is going to be closer than people think. I hope I'm wrong. I think it's going to be 27-17 Eagles. I think we're going to win it. But I would not take the Jets lying down. They, they have this weird, for some reason, certain teams they just get up for and look like a decent team. And last but not least, Jalen Hurts, to me, should be the starting quarterback going into next year, not only because I think he's earned it in spite of his three-interception game. There's nobody in the draft that I think is worth getting up for. To me, what they need to do in the offseason is simple. Sign Allen Robinson. Mm. Get him another wide receiver who's a great route runner. Make his life easier, especially if you don't trust Howie Roseman to make wide receiver picks. The easiest thing he can do to placate the fan base is bring in a legit number one like Allen Robinson, and you pair him with Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard, and now you have an offense that looks much more professional, and we then can better look at Jalen Hurts and see if he is a pro-level quarterback because in this draft, you know, listen, if we get a guy like Kyle Hamilton or George Kerflatis or, or, or even, you know, a Jordan Davis, if we get Andrew Booth, on and on, if we get defense in the draft and we take care of our offense and free agency, I think we'll feel better as Eagles fans when those three first-round picks are actually Neil, called Neil, great call. Agree with pretty much everything you said A lot there. in there. Yeah, a lot in there. I, I agree. We You've been talking forever about a veteran wide receiver, yep. Alan Robinson. Maybe get him cheap because of the Mike Williams from the Chargers Mike has a tie to Sirianni. Michael Gallup. Like, there are guys yeah. out there I think could really help this team. Who can, and I, I, I think that's a position they should throw money at. Like, in the draft, I would target defense. And, of course, you don't know who's going to be on the board, all those things. But I think it makes more sense to – Pay for a receiver you can count on, and then in the draft try to find talent. Well, when you can we build yeah, up. when we talk about all, like the quote unquote young talent we were talking about right. earlier in the show, it's all on offense. It's my lot. It's Stickers and it's Goddard. It's Smith. Like there's no one, literally not one. I mean, like who? I mean, like Sweat, Maddox. Sure, like, again, sweat, they're sweat, not Maddox, yeah. but they're not. Although like, Sweat's had a bit of a disappointment. Sweat's year. been a disappointing year, and look, those guys are not big time difference makers. They Agreed. might be really nice players. Sweat could turn into a, a really good player. I and think. Sweat, you need to. But make. you need, especially right. with the money you paid him. But those guys, those aren't difference makers. Like in this draft, you have a chance to get some difference Ex- makers agree. who are yep. young and can grow. And I, I agree. I think it's important stuff. Let's go to Glenside and talk to Matt. Hey, Matt. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, what's up, man? Hey, there's so much I want to touch on just from listening to everything, but I want to go over a couple things. So I think first and foremost, I agree with Dave and Wade and everybody else um, about uh, Jalen Hurts being on the up and up. I think the Eagles in general with Dickerson and Mylotta on that one side together are scary. I, I think, think that's, that's a great something. point. Not, not a lot of callers make. Like the left side of their line looks like it could be set, and that's a major deal moving forward. Dickerson guys. Right, and Sam Malo and Brooks are out. So if they come back, I mean, we have an amazing line. Yeah. Um, Brooks, though, I don't know if he's a I'll... part of the future or not, but I, I, get, I agree with your point. I mean, Driscoll, I think, is a better thing to say. Well, is, is he's hurt, isn't he? Or no, you're out. talking about for next year. Oh, you're talking about for right now. Right, getting, right, right. I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about into yeah. the future. I thought you were talking about the left side line moving well, forward. Well, I kind of am. I'm bouncing around. But also, I wanted to say, I think Sirianni does bring a form of accountability that was not there last year. 
Um, so I think we, he deserves credit for that. How so, though? Um, because, I mean, like, the, the Jalen Rager thing feels like a perfect example of this guy out there running bad routes, being lazy, making bad plays, and yet out there every week, starting every week. Well, we'll see what he does next. Tomorrow. We will, but, yeah. I mean, it's not like this is not the first. I know he had big drops, but it's not like he's been awesome. Like, we've all been saying all season long, play Jalen Rager less, play Quez Watkins more, play Greg Ward more, play Kenny Gainwell more, like, whatever, mm-hmm. play Jalen Rager less, and it has not happened yet. So, I don't know. Well, like, is I don't know about the accountability. Sirianni is like a player's coach. I mean, he, he right. legitimately believes in second chances, and he always wants to. He but but how is that accountability, practice. right? I mean, this supposed to be a meritocracy. It's the NFL. Like, the best I actually think they're very play. similar in that regard. I think Doug and Nick probably handle their players in a very similar fashion. Yeah. I You know, okay. So, one, one thing about Howie, and then, Elliot, I have a question for you about what you may think is a Christmas movie. Okay. Um, so, the other thing about Howie is, of course, hindsight is twenty twenty. I mean, the, the you know, James, the Phillies could have had uh, Mike Trout, but they went with Dominic Brown. So, of course, <laughs> drafting is drafting. Just a little needle um, there. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, just throwing that out there. Yeah, and last thing, Elliot, so if you don't think Die Hard is a Christmas movie, mm-hmm. um, so there's a, a little-known movie known as Hook with Robin Williams. All right, bro, don't um, try to tell me you think Hook's a Christmas movie. That takes place oh my God. at Christmas. Okay. Uh, it's a good movie. I love the movie. Not a Christmas movie. Okay. Fair it's a enough. Peter Pan movie. I haven't seen Hook since I was a kid. It's a good okay. movie. You should, I mean, you know, it's a bit but of a kid slash back, adult movie. He goes back to England or wherever over Christmas. And right. then the movie begins. See, but this is but, where I okay. think there's a disconnect. It's just because it takes Peter place. I think Peter Pan is a different thing. I agree. Right. It's just because it takes place during Christmas. Matt, does not I like make it... I like the attempt though. Right. Every word. movie okay. with snow okay. is not a Christmas movie. Like, come well, on. it's it was... at Christmas. I know, yeah. I know. It's a good attempt, but I think Matt, it's a mess. great call. Yeah. Call again soon. Let's squeeze one more in here. Let's go to West Effort and talk to Chase. Yo, Chase. Go birds. How we doing, guys? What up, Chase? Go birds. So I got a little bit of a bold thing where I think we should do in the draft. Right when it comes to it. I think with our first two-round picks, we need to finally address something we've neglected and neglected for years upon years. I think we should go out, look at the SEC for the first two picks. If they're on the board, Dean from Georgia and Christian Harris from Alabama, solidify our linebacker crew and stop bringing in random guys. Like, listen, I like TJ Edwards. Alex Singleton's a good backup rotation guy. Davion Taylor's a year away. But still, like, we can go out and just start filling up our linebacker crew with SEC players. That is huge. Yeah, yeah, at least one, right? Uh, like, at least one guy. Least. You know, especially because, like, historically, we all know how the Eagles have valued linebackers, but Elliot and I have talked about this a lot. Like, they brought in a defensive coordinator who clearly needs linebackers yes. more than past defensive coordinators here have, so you have to adjust. Like, they need a linebacker who can play. We can totally go out and address the wide receiver position, maybe later in the draft, but I think Allen Robinson, Mike Williams, if you guys were saying, yeah, like, we can address that there. But with these first-round picks, how important these are and the amount of SEC talent that's been producing out of Alabama, Georgia, and all these places for the last years, we just we can't miss on this right now. And I think if Howie can go out – I have one more question, by the way. But if Howie can go out and just get like some SEC defensive players, we can really set no, this defense And it up. looks like this is where the draft is strong, yep. too. So uh, what's your question, Chase? Because we're up again. So my question, end off with you guys real quick, I just want to know what in this draft – We'll make it a successful draft to you. What do we have to do to make it successful? Good call, Chase. That's Players a tough question. Who yeah, are it's a good. tough question to answer quickly. Here, but no, it, yeah, we can't. It's, I think you it's, don't know. Like we don't know yet. We don't know what picks they're gonna have. We don't know. It's like a Christmas movie. You know it when you see it. <laughs> you know it when you see it. We will know if it's a successful draft. Thank you to everyone who called in. We literally could not do this show without you. We appreciate you.
Dan Wilson doing a great job buying the glass. Uh, some bonus content coming up. And then after that, the SEC championship game on this station. So keep it locked here for Elliot. I'm James. Thank you for listening to another edition of Go Birds Radio right here on 94 WIP.